You are listening to Not Just Hemingway Podcast, the weekly podcast about short fiction from all around the globe. Let's keep it short. Let's get started. Hi, everybody. Welcome to the show. If this is your first time listening to Not Just Hemingway Podcast, then thanks for coming. I'm Juka. And I'm Bumi. And <laughs> we're together in the studio. Um, thank you for being here again. I love it. Um, the, the obvious first question is, what are you reading? I'm reading what it means when a man falls from the sky. Oh, I'm like, I'm jumping up and I loved that book. Have you finished it? No, I haven't finished it. I've read just uh, three, actually four stories, but I'm finding that I am rereading them. Already? Yes, because the the language is, is uh, you know, amazing. That doesn't really describe it, but she's such a skilled writer. Leslie... Yeah, Naki, Leslie, Naki with double N. Oh. Naneka Arima, I think it is. Yes. Yes. Um, I think. Well, she does. I'll put it I'll put it in the show notes. Trust me, I'll find it because, yeah. But brilliant. Um, just very skilled um, technically, but also her kind of um, colouring of character um, and what she does with language in terms of using her first story, um, The Future Looks Bright or yes. The Future Looks Good. Yes. She, you know, she uses a refrain. Um, so so for people who have not read it, sorry, yeah. you, you know, you, you should. For people who have not read it, you should. Like, no exception. Because um, it's really good. It's actually been nominated and shortlisted and Quite a, a right, lot. Rightly yeah, so, rightly so. Yeah, fairly so. recently um, uh, there was another nomination. But, yeah, so the first story is it's nearly like a, a mantra. It's a story about a girl... Um, who, you know, behind her, literally it says behind her, and then so you think it's sort of build up. But it's quite interesting because um, it's the story starts with a, a woman who's fumbling with a set of keys in a door. Yes. Um, and that image um, is returned to again and again and again and again. Um, and it's quite um, poetic. There's a woman fumbling with keys in the door, um, and the line that she says over and over and over again is that, you know, the character who's fumbling the keys in the door doesn't see so-and-so coming up behind her. And so-and-so refers to, you all, know... All family members. And those yeah, all are family sort of members, individual, yeah. even shorter stories. Yeah. But they are, they're fully alive. It's actually... I hate to say this, it's sort of like, a, it's not a novel, obviously, because it's a short story and it's brilliant, but it's a bit like a novel. So you have this one family member, yeah. tiny little roundup story that links into yeah. her fumbling with a key yeah. and another family member, yeah. and that has like a, a, a perfectly yeah. fine, beautifully crystallized short story that links to yeah. her fumbling with a key yeah. and then another, and it's it's beautifully done. And, and Shall we give away the ending? No. Oh, wow, judgment call. No. I mean, it is a beautiful ending and it ends as it begun, but obviously there's more information that you, you're, you know, you're privy to as, as a reader. Yeah. Um, and it's very, very poetic and very, very um, sad what happens, you know, you know, what transpires, what you come to understand. But I think in that story, she almost does, in, a, in her own way, what Alice Munro does in terms of it's a short space a short story space is not the novel space mm -hmm. so there isn't that much room for um you know looking at the past you know backstory True. um uh, and going into 
you know, veering off into this um, hemisphere and that hemisphere. You're quite, um, you know, confined. But Alice Walker uses tense, she uses the pluperfect a lot. Um, her characters re recollect a lot. Um, and that's why she can go into the past and she can, you know, tell these, you know, you know, a number of stories within one short story. And this uh, writer, Leslie Aramar, does something quite similar, but in her own uh, unique way. She uses that refrain and the different characters to tell um, a whole family story, yeah, and what a I, whole family's tra tragic story. What, also, what else I liked about it, um, what I remember, I read it a while ago, um, and what I remember is that up until pretty much the last two paragraphs, I had no idea who the girl was fumbling mm -hmm. on that door, yeah. which is part of the... Twist beauty, yeah. you know, skillfulness of that Absolutely. whole story because it does matter. It does it matter. Does. It does. Who is fumbling on that door? It does. And I thought it was so. So, did you already read the the story title? The what it means when a man falls from the sky? Do you mean is that? It, it's it's an actual short story in it. Yes, yes. Have yes. you read it? I haven't read that one. No. Okay, I won't give it away. Then I won't give it away. It's it's such a fantastic title as well. But, but I find that so we've. We is 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 me and anybody who likes short stories. We have regular discussions with um, about you know a collection should have like a, a central theme or um, should have uh, you know the, the lineup of the short stories in a collection. They should strengthen each other or make one shine. You know, there's there must be something there, and I don't know because I'm not a publisher. Maybe actually should invite a publisher. I don't know. I'm not a publisher, but it should do something, and. What I found um, fascinating about the collection is there is dystopian in there. Yeah. As easy as that. Yeah. Nobody blinks twice. Yeah. And it's lovely. Yeah. I think it's an ongoing um, discussion, though, isn't it, in terms of how a short story uh, collection should work? Because really, you know, does one, you know, does there have to be, do they have to kind of work together, th you know, thematically? Um Leonie Ross, a writer that I mentioned before, her, her short story collection, um, Come Let Us Sing Anyway, it is... Um, the Anyways part of the title? Yes. Oh, that's cool. It's a fantastic title. It's a story <laughs> cool. in itself. And I don't actually think the um, there's a short story in the collection called that. Oh, really? I don't, I don't think there is. I might be mistaken. Um, but anyway, in this collection, she has horror. She has science fiction um, she has magic realism. Um, she has uh, flash pieces that work like pieces of poetry. Um, there's a lot going on in there in terms of exper experimenting with the forms. Is that her? F oh, sorry. Is that her first? I'm sure. Not. Is it her first? Or was it her debut? It's her first collection of short stories. She's written two novels before. Ah, see, because uh, you know Lydia Davis. Yes. I, I, yeah. Yes. So you know she's a master, and one could argue because. She, you know, she's earned her stripes. She could do whatever, and the publisher will go like, "Sure, sure, sure." There's a market for it. Mm -hmm. Whereas, if you, you know, if you're trying to get out there with your first short story collection, they're going to be like, "No, you can't do magic realism and then go to horror." You know, we need one theme because of I don't know safety, commercial risks, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Um, I I don't know what's happening with the short story at the moment. I have a feeling, in a sense, that that you know, the short story form is very, very popular. It's very, very popular. Um, I want to live in your bubble. <laughs> you don't think so? You don't think so? Um, I think its popularity no. is rising. You see, I want to live in your bubble. No, I, no, I, no, no, I don't think so. I hope so. 
Well, but then again, maybe that's because, and we've spoken about this before, because you're in an English, I mean, in the US and UK, it has always had a standing, like a name. Um, in my algorithm, it hasn't. Like a short story is something that you write, you know, and then finally you get to go to the novel. And you can return oh, to short yeah. stories once you've made your fame, yeah. you know, and then they're like, oh, that, that amazing writing. <laughs> Sure story. It's completely different. Yeah, I mean, there is that kind of there. There is that, isn't there? Like on the, um, you know, that the novels up there and the short story is down there somewhere, um, or the short story is like the poor cousin or the poor right? relative of the novel, uh, as opposed to a form in and of itself. But I do think that the short story form, you know, its po its its popularity is rising, and I think in places like London, London is a very fast city. It's a very fast city. People are rushing about. They're rushing to work. They're rushing home. They're rushing to the gym. Rushing, <laughs> rushing, rushing, <laughs> rushing. Says the lady who's just nearly been run over by 75,000 bikes in Amsterdam. <laughs> Those bikes are lethal. They are lethal. They should come with a warning. It's not funny, they, they do. <laughs> oh, my gosh. But, anyway, London. But, yeah, but London. Short stories. So, actually, in a city like that, short stories, I think, work very, very well because you can read a short story in one sitting. You can read it on the way to work. You can read another one on the way, on the way back uh, from work. Um, you know, there is that thing about in a novel, you can lose yourself in a, in a world. You can't really do that in a short story collection. I think a short story collection works or short stories work in a different way. They sh yeah, because, yeah, no, I, there's very few, there have been, but there's very few um, short story collections that I read cover to cover, like yeah. in one go. I finish one yeah. story and go on. But it's also, I think, um, because for me, like a novel usually is, is a roundup thing. Like you close the book and it's done. It's yeah. closed. You, you know everything that needs to know. It doesn't go lingering on. Usually it doesn't, unless maybe it's hotter, and in some cases it does. Um, whereas a short story, you close... And then it happens, and you go like, it just I, you know it stays with you, and you have to you, you think about it because there's so many things that happen at short time, and it's not it's not closed, it's not finished, in a way. I it has implications. Okay, I don't know if I agree with you about that in relation to a novel. I I, I think if you get if you if you um, find a book or a novel that pulls you you know that pulls you in, and I think um, Ben. Ocri's The Famished Road. My memory's going because I'm so tired. <laughs> but the, the very um, famous, <laughs> famous one. Um, the, I don't know the, what is it, the song of the Enchanted? We'll look it up. Yeah. I'll put it in a podcast. Yeah, but that novel stayed with me for a very long time. Alice Walker's The Colour Purple. Okay, yeah, okay, okay, okay. Yeah. okay. I think it's to do with the story. I think it's to do with the story and, and, and the characters. And obviously, as well, you know, how well it's written. You know, if, if there are holes in, in the narrative, that's going to pull you out of the narrative. You know, but if you get a story that just works so well and it's so seamless. Um, but still, it's, it's, it's finished not in a way that you put it back and you've forgotten that you once ever read it. That's not what, I'm, that's not what I mean. It's... It's a, it's a round off. There's no loose ends. Whereas sometimes it feels like short stories work so brilliantly because it does have loose ends. And as a reader, you have to do something with it. Yes. With that, sorry. Raymond Carver. Yeah. His work is like that, isn't it? Yeah. That kind of lyrical, open-ended endings. But then talking about um, Carver, so um, when I finally got to read him, which is about 
I don't know, six, seven years ago, I did do that. It was one of the first short story collections I got from the library, and I sat down and started reading it. Wrong. I mean, so it was so wrong because you know, I checked it the other day on my Goodreads, and I think I gave it a two-star rating because you know it's just it's just it's wrong. I shouldn't have done that. So the librarian should have said, "Ma'am, <laughs> know this: you read one short story, you go like, wow, and you just don't turn the page. You go like, oh, this is, is like a next chapter because it isn't." <laughs> so you mean you read it like a novel? Is, yeah, is that I, what you mean? I read like three stories, and I thought, okay, it's it's pretty good, and then I read four just in one go, and then in the end, it's just. Everything is blurry, it's muddy. I, I couldn't remember one short story. But then later, two, three years later, there's also a podcast with uh, Meg Paul. And she had um, um, Why Don't We Dance, Why Don't You Dance mm, mm. As, a, um, um, as a short story. And then when you read again one short story, then it shines. Yes, yes. You know, and then it shines like, oh, my God. <laughs> but do you know that this is what I've heard, that... Um, um, Raymond Carver's um, original works, original yes. short stories, are very different from the short yes. stories um, that that we that we read. But then, if one short story can shine so much, then we're back to why would you read a collection? Because you can't have you know if you have all stars on stage, then nobody shines again. I think that's a really interesting point. I think I think I think that that is. It's very exciting what's happening with short stories because people have a lot to say about short stories. They have a lot to say about, well, how do you make a collection work? Do you put your best story first? Um, is it about bookends, having two brilliant short stories uh, at the beginning and the end, and it's okay, the middle's a bit weak? <laughs> so your foreplay is amazing. <laughs> yeah, it's amazing. But the sex sucks. <laughs> Something like that, yes. You've got it. <laughs> but... So. Um, and then you know some people say you know um, there has to be it has to work um, th- thematically there has to be a consistency of tone etc etc etc, but I, I, th- I think all those things are to be debated and that's what's really exciting about what's going on. The writer um, that we spoke about a bit earlier on, Leslie Arimar, I read three of her stories back to back, and I couldn't get you know I couldn't get enough. I wanted to read the next one and the next one. Yes, but. Yeah, I, I agree. Actually, that was one of the the ones. That one and Otessa Moschweg. Ever no, oh no, yeah, hers as well. They're just completely different stories. So it's not like you know you eat your favorite dish, but after seven hours of eating your favorite dish, you you know you you've had enough. Mm-hmm. Whereas the stories of what it means when a man falls from the skies are so vastly different. Mm-hmm. You don't have the idea you're consuming another of the same. Mm-hmm. I think. And she pulls you in, doesn't she? In, in in each story. Yeah, it's fascinating, gosh. I, I, <laughs> I'm starstruck. Like, I honestly wish that I would just bump into her, you know, in Amsterdam, because she runs over you with a bike. I just bump into her one day. And we're like, she's, oh, she's I'm going to get your autograph. She's very skillful. Yeah, it's pretty cool. All right. Um, so what do you plan on reading next? What am I reading next? Um, I um. So what is on your... Do you actually have a bedside table? I do have a bedside table. And, like, and actually, I have um, novels on my bedside table. <laughs> I, I really like um, reading novels at night in I, bed. I, oh, God, I, you read in bed? I can't do that. Oh, it, it's a lovely way to kind of fall asleep. You see, I wouldn't sleep. I, how, how do you put... No, how do you put a book down when you... 
No, I couldn't do it. Well, I, I tend to kind it. of fall, fall asleep as I'm reading, not because the book is boring, because I wouldn't be reading it if I felt it was boring, but because I tend to be quite quite tired. And I just find that at that time of day, my mind is uh, slower. I slow down, I wind down, um, and I'm better able to focus fully on, on what I'm reading. It's magical reading in bed at night time. <laughs> it's magical. I'm reading um, Arundhati Joy's... Um, God of Small Things. Oh, yeah. Um, I have her second novel on my list of um, novels to read. I'm trying to read novels as well as short stories. Okay, so I... <laughs> for all people out there, I'm not a bedtime reader. I just I no. just can't do it. Good for you. So you're reading, the next one is finishing a novel, and then in the mornings you read short stories? Yeah, throughout the day I read short stories, yeah. At night, novels. Throughout Funny. the day, short Funny. stories. All right. All right. Thank you so much. You're welcome. <laughs> or you should say thank you, because we're doing this together. <laughs> thank you. Thank you for listening to Not Just Hemingway, the podcast about short stories from all over the world. Come back often and feel free to subscribe or add the podcast to your favorite RSS or iTunes. Visit www.notjusthemingway.com for show notes and more short story love. You can also follow Not Just Hemingway on Twitter and Facebook.